Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 134, Stacy's Change Story, doubling your business while remembering who you are. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to Changeable. You're in for a treat today. I have my friend and change coach, Stacey Beers, on the podcast today. And I uh, I know I kind of say this every time <laughs> that I love, because I wouldn't ask someone that I don't love to be on the podcast. So I really do love all these people. Um, but I I just really think this conversation with Stacey is um, so genuine. And so uh, I want to say like fancy without trying to be fancy. So Stacy came across this understanding when she was struggling with depression and binge eating um, and has seen so much, so, so much that's impacted so much in her life. And interestingly, and as often is the case, uh, one thing she wasn't looking much at was her business. She's in the mortgage business. Um, she wasn't trying to do anything special there, but as she started to wake up to this, as she started to not take things so personally, remember that life is meant to be fun, as she'll talk about, uh, see that things can be easy. It doesn't have to all be a struggle. See the perfection, that perfect baby, as she talks about, that's still alive and well in all of us. Her business started doubling, literally doubled in the last couple of years. And, um, and not by doing more work. <laughs> you know, she loves to work. She loves what she does, but, but it became easier and more fun and more aligned. And I just love how she talks about that. Um, so much is woken up within her again. And, and the way that she shares, you'll hear me say this in the episode, but the way that she shares is just so inspirational to me. You know, she, um, She's a person that feels things very deeply and has really seen a lot and and just has this spiritual connection that comes through. And she she's the kind of person that you just want to be around. You just want to get more of their energy. You want to hear more from them. And sometimes you might not even be, be sure why you feel that way because it's not that she's preachy or teaching anything. It's just this kind of newfound love of life and just what she's seen that that makes her sort of a magnet for people. Um, and it's, it's just really great to watch. So enjoy this episode with Stacy. Hi, Stacy. Thank you so much for coming on Changeable. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited. Yeah, me too. So, um, so how about just kind of start off by telling everyone how you came across this understanding, what was going on for you and how'd you find it? Okay. So I guess first I started with, um, looking for somebody to help with binge eating. I started my journey about six years ago and I just, I had lost a bunch of weight and then I moved into fitness competitions um, and um, just got into, you know, really restricting my diet a lot. And then eventually after a while realizing that, you know, the losing the weight was great for a while, but it didn't fix what was going on in the inside. And so then I started searching like self-help and trying to figure out what's wrong with me and, 
you know, I felt like I was binge eating a lot, you know, just trying to, you know, you know, numb my problems and all that stuff. So I started Googling and you're one of the first people that comes up and I kept listening to your podcast and what you had to say resonated so well with me. Um, so that's kind of how my journey started. So, um, so I'm curious about the, so, so you, you went on a mission to lose some weight, right? I think it was like after a birthday or something and you decided I'm done with this. I'm going to lose some weight. And you found yourself in these fitness competitions, um, just from being in this world as a coach, not myself in that, although my own version, watered down version of it, I suppose. Like I, I talk with a lot of people in that sort of situation where there's so much focus on, especially in some of what you were doing, it was very strict. You were constantly, I assume, working out, weighing yourself, you know, paying so much attention to your food. So when you look back at that now, do you, do you see how that, was that the cause of all of the, the binge eating and stuff for you? Or like, how does that look to you now? I think so. I think that I, you know, I started out and it was, it was all for health and it was a great, it was great for me. I mean, I had lost all this weight and I felt amazing. And then I started doing these fitness competitions and those are great too. It's amazing to see what the human body can do when you feed it really great food. And, um, and, but then it can kind of get a little crazy, especially if you start doing more and more of the fitness competitions and depending on the coach that you work with, or if you try to handle it on your own, it just, it is a lot of restriction. And I think then once I started putting normal food back into my body, I started feeling maybe guilty about, I mean, crazy as it sounds, maybe having, you know, two apples. And then after a while, I started, you know, having, you know, four cookies. Um, and so for sure, the restriction um, definitely was a big factor. Yeah. And I think that's just important for people to see. I, I feel like it's kind of common sense nowadays, but, but it isn't necessarily for everyone. There's still people um, who I think are still kind of caught up in diet culture. And again, not as extreme as what you're talking about with fitness competitions and things like that. But, but even just for people to understand, yeah, if you suddenly start telling yourself, I'm allowed one apple and zero cookies, and you do that for long enough, when you decide to eat two apples and a cookie, <laughs> your mind's not just naturally okay with that. And that has, again, has nothing to do with it being a problem or anything like that. But it's just, it's just your brain has been, had these really strict rules around it and it doesn't like to change. So when you start to reintroduce stuff and want to like loosen the focus and kind of be quote unquote more of a normal person when you're not competing, it's hard for people. Super hard. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was super hard for me so much so that, you know, the binge eating and some people might not have even like looked at it as binge eating. I, I don't know, but I was labeling myself as that. Yeah. And it really snowballed into a depression for me um, to the point where I was like, okay, um, I might, I should maybe look for a new job. Like maybe I'm just not happy because I don't like my job or maybe, um, you know, we need to move. Like we need to sell our house and, you know, start fresh. Or I just was looking everything outside of me to try to fix me. I mean, I just, yeah, looking back, 
I anything that I could think of. Um, I just was really depressed, and it just it just snowballed and snowballed and snowballed. And um, I think one of the things is I kept thinking. I had lost all this weight and, and now I'm gaining, I was, you know, and I was happy then. And then I gained all this weight and now I'm not happy. And when, when am I ever going to be happy? You know, I just yeah. kept thinking, I just, I just, it just, it was just frustrating to me that no matter what, I, I couldn't find happiness lasting. Yeah. And, and you do, your mind does what anyone's mind would do. It's like, well, maybe it's not the weight or I'm obviously never, you know, not going to necessarily going to stay at the exact same weight my entire life. So let me look around for other things. Maybe it's the job, maybe it's the city, you know, like all the, all the things. And so as you were sort of in that depression and your mind was searching for ways to get out of it, um, and do you kind of remember, like, did you, did you sort of sense that there was more like a, like a deeper place to look or did it really look like, okay, I ha- really have to find the, the right combination of circumstances? Yeah, I think I always, you know, I think in a lot of what I've seen from you and from, you know, I'm always going to, part of me is always going to try to look for something to, to fix, fix us because mm-hmm. our minds, that's what they do. Like, yeah they're constantly working to try to fix something. And what I learned from you early on um, was that we are the blue sky and there are clouds, the cloud of don't eat this, eat that, restrict your food, don't restrict your food. Um, You know, just all, they're all clouds and you can grab onto them. You're not good enough. Um, you know, you're, you know, you're depressed. And so just all of those different things, they, the clouds kept going. And I could, I realized by, by you, by the little school that changed, um, is just that I can grab onto those thoughts or I can let them pass by and either way, they're not me. And so that was the start. That was really the, the start for me is, you know, learning and seeing that from what you had to say. Yeah, I love that. And I love how you talk about, because I know you really see this deeply, you know, like the the way our mind tries to find problems and then fix them, you know, and, and we'll talk about this more as we keep talking, but I know that's played out in your work life and your weight and as it has for me too, for most of us, I mean, anybody with a brain, we know what that feels like, right? And some of us get really caught up in it at times. And, but I mean, that's so huge to see that, that, that was never personal. That's just what a mind does. And especially when you're feeling depressed and kind of lost in life, like what's next? It, your mind is doing that in overdrive for sure. So yeah, so how did that, you know, if you remember, I know it's been a little bit, but the the blue sky and kind of how our thoughts move through us was a big thing for you. Was there anything else that you, like like major insights you remember seeing or just kind of different, you know, points along the way where things started to really look different for you? Yeah, one of the things, my husband and I were on a walk to park and once you once you hear this message, it's like, you can go in and out of it because your mind is always still trying to fix it. But yet when you're in it, you see it everywhere. And nature is one of the biggest things that I see. And I, 
um, at one point we were um, out to dinner and we were walking and there was like a little section of a river where there was rapids and then there was a calm. And I remember I made my husband take a picture of this because this was like so it was so valid for me to see life this way and where you know, I like took my hands and I was like going crazy. And I'm like, it was the rapid picture. And I'm like, this is me with my mind going crazy, trying to fix life. And then the rapid was calm and it was still and serene and beautiful. And I took a picture and I was like, looked relieved, right? Because I'm like, okay, this is the way life is supposed to be when you are in tune with who you are. Like, um, it was just so the picture is great, because it was like, rapid, crazy, or, um, you know, stillness. And that's kind of how we are. We're either rapid, crazy or still. <laughs> yeah. It's so cool when, when things that you come across, like just exemplify it so much, like, wow, that's exactly and your poor husband's probably like, what are you talking about? <laughs> You're like, that's what I've been learning that rapid right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's- yeah. So that was really cool to see. And then the other one, um, from the little school of big change, I think you have the chomping mouth. So mm-hmm. I still have that hanging in my car um, as I drive anywhere, seeing that mouth yelling at me, which, which is my lower brain, you know, telling me that I'm, you know, uh, a, a binge eater or I'm a crabby person or, you know, any of the labels that I would or the stories I used to tell about who I thought I was. You know, those teeth are constantly going. And again, I can and it's yelling from the back seat like crazy sometimes. And I can either grab on to those. Um, yells, or I can push them away and and realize that they really aren't me. So that's another big one for me um, that I look at every day. So that's been hanging there for two years. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I know um, one of the areas of your life that's changed a lot is around your work um, in the mortgage business, and I love hearing about this. I'm excited for you to talk about it. I think in part because it's one of those examples of how. Um, something that you weren't looking toward at all just changed so much. And there's so many stories and examples of that that people have. And in fact, those tend to be sometimes where the biggest changes are, you know, because you weren't trying to fix your business or sell more or anything like that. And, uh, and just by what you had been seeing, so much happened. So yeah, how, um, how has this impacted your work in the last couple of years? Yeah, that this this is the craziest part for me, I think, because I I did not sign up for this for work purposes. I signed up to try to just help myself, you know, get to be a better person and figure out how to, you know, get rid of my issues that I thought I had. So one of the first things that I saw though was it changed the way that I was at my job. I do mortgages for a living and um I work with a great team and um but as with any humans, we, when we're working with other people, we, you know, there's just, there's sometimes when we're, you know, loving one another. And sometimes when we're like, had enough, just like family, you know, and um, I just, for the longest time, I've been doing this for like 28 years. And for the longest time, I just always was questioning, you know, how I was at my job and questioning, you know, okay, if something went wrong with the file, you know, was it my processor's fault or was it the underwriter's fault? Always wanting to blame somebody else or even blaming myself. Like, you know, even just for anything, I pretty much will blame myself if anything goes wrong. And so I just, yeah, I just, um, 
I just kind of got caught up in all of that. And once I saw that it was all my thoughts uh, that was creating the drama in my life, like everywhere you go, not just with work, but just with life in general, once I found that it was my thoughts of I'm not good enough or I... um, you know, or my processor is not good enough, or my underwriter is not good enough. Once I saw that, I kind of just, you know, was able to give everyone more grace, including myself. Or one, I think I emailed you a couple of weeks ago about one of my clients. Um, so in the mortgage world, I don't know if you've gotten one, most people have the last two years with rates being so low. And we ask for everything but blood type. And I tell them that. I'm like, we're going to ask for everything but blood type. Even if you're Bill Gates, we're going to ask you for and all of your income information and stuff. And um, one of my customers clearly was super frustrated towards the end with all of the information that we had asked for. And I used to take that personal because I used to think that they were telling me I wasn't doing my job or didn't ask for all of the stuff up front. And until I realized that this person, this customer, he may have, you know, a wife that's sick, or he may have had a fight with his wife, or work might be crazy for him. I just was able to give him more grace. And I let him have it for about 15 minutes. And, um, and then after he was done, I just kind of was real, you know, polite and just said, Hey, I'm so sorry, we're asking for all of this information. But I was able to shake that off. And super proud to see that because I used to take all of that personal. Yeah. And same with, you know, with my coworkers, you know, like if they'd come in, they might have had a crappy morning or didn't get their coffee first thing in the morning. And, you know, I might ask them something, catch them off guard and they might snap at me. And, you know, I used to take all of that so personal. And now I just knowing that they might be caught up in their thoughts, just like I was caught up in my thoughts, just, you know, frees me up to give them more grace. I I think this is something that like, it sounds sort of obvious when you say it, but we can't overestimate like how huge this is because it, it works on like all of these different levels in a sense, you know, like, like just as subtle as you having a crabby client, his rapids were just running fast in him, right? No big deal. Like, when you when you just naturally see that or a coworker or anything, when you just naturally think, oh, that poor guy's, you know, having a bad day, every single thing that follows from there would be different. When you aren't taking it personally, you're just gonna treat them different. Like you say, you give them more grace, but even that shows up in so many different ways, right? Like you're not offended, you keep the conversation going, or you just give them space. You come back later, you're not tiptoeing around them, like, oh no, how are they? Are they still mad at me? You know, like, so it, I don't know, I just think it's so huge, like that for you, when you're not taking it personally, it's like your slate is just wiped clear. There's nothing to hold on to. And that allows you to just kind of keep flowing in life and do your job so much better and have a much easier and nicer time at it as opposed to when you were taking it personally. We all know what that feels like where, you know, then you just approach everything differently from that moment forward. Yeah. It's like, um, you know, I think back to when I was, you know, taking everything so personal and I would like, you know, cause I've worked from home for a long time and I would go upstairs after a long day and completely take it out on my family completely take it out on my husband, not meaning, not meaningfully, you know, yeah. but I mean, it just happens, right? When you have a bad day at work, it's going to snowball into having a bad day at home. It just is. So yeah, it's, it's life changing. It's life changing. And for me, 
for people that are looking for clear-cut evidence that this works, I can't even believe it. But I, in the last two years, have doubled my business. Doubled. And I'm not going to discredit the hard work of me, of me and discredit the hard work of my you know, team. But a lot of it is just letting go of all of the stress that I create in my life by my thoughts. You know, like if I had a good month, I'm like, you know, starting, we're starting a new year, right? So it's like, if I had a good month, I'm like, or a good year, I'm like, well, how, you know, how am I going to do good, you know, this next month or this next yeah. year? Well, you know what? My goodness, that is just thought too. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, it is so freeing to know that um, it's my thoughts that create my life. And, you know, you know, and just to know that is just, it's freedom alone. And I, I don't know. I mean, if you need hardcore evidence, I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty big. <laughs> so, yeah. So you didn't set out to double your business and you, and you didn't necessarily work a lot harder or like add a lot of new things. Is that right? Well, no, I, I think, you know, for me, I think I've, until I've realized this truth, I, thought life had to be hard. I thought you had to work super duper hard and stress out super duper a lot to make good business. I mean, that was my mindset. Like, so I still work hard, but I don't judge myself the way that I used to. And I don't let my thoughts creep in and take away my joy the way that the way that I used to let it. It sounds like it's it's a it's a much easier emotionally, I, and I've found that too. Like we can do hard work, but but it's but we enjoy hard work. It's it's the emotional drain, and when it's personal and all that other stuff that we carry around that hurts. Yes, yeah, <laughs> completely. That's awesome. <laughs> it's interesting when you said I just had a thought about something for me too. Like when you said, um, you know, last year was this way, or it's the first month of the year. How's this month going to go? And you know, there's so much, I think, when our mind kind of relaxes and we see that that we're just feeling our thinking moment to moment that starts to loosen up around that. And I saw that in my business last year too, in a big way that I wasn't fully aware how much I viewed uh, business as something that should be linear and should be increasing all the time. <laughs> like I, I had that rule in my head that I kind of didn't even know I had, you know, like each month, maybe not exactly, but in general, uh, you know, there should be a rapid increase or, or a gradual at least increase to things. Otherwise something's going wrong. And I mean, with the year that we had, like that just wasn't the case in a lot of businesses. For me, it wasn't because of the the 2020 so much is I just had a huge investment year in my business and to see where my mind wants to look at numbers and wants to tell stories about what it all means, you know, and, and how we get so caught up in that. But what I hear in you is like this ability just naturally of almost just showing up with like a clear slate. Like, I don't know how they feel about me. It's not about me. I don't know what I'm going to make this month or what I made last month. None of that's really all that relevant. I'm just here now. Like, you know, we get to just be fresh in the moment without all that stuff weighing us down so much. Yeah, that's exactly it. Because I do mortgages and uh, it's funny because you would think I'm a big numbers girl and, and you know, with that. And, and I am, I do like numbers, but I... Um, I told, I told my boss, he's like, you know, what's your, you know, goal for next year and stuff. 
I go, I don't know. I said, I hope I do better. I'm going to work real hard like I always have, but you know, I'm just, the business will come and I, we have to trust in that, you know, you got to put your best foot forward every day and, and just trust in that. But by stressing and like driving yourself crazy, it's just not going to happen or it's, you're not going to be able to sustain it at all. You know? So, so so are people at work looking at you being like, what did you do, Stacey? Like, how did you double your business? (laughs) You know, I I think, I mean, I hope so. I hope people see a change. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that they do. I don't know how you couldn't. I, I'm just a lot happier of a person in general. You know, I don't have the weight of the world on me anymore. And I mean, that has to shine through because, I mean, it just has to. So, yeah. yeah. (laughs) So how has it impacted? I know you have two teenage daughters. Um, Yeah. How is it? How has this understanding been helpful for them? (laughs) Besides them getting annoyed with me with my like joyful (laughs) attitude and like trying to inspire them all the time and then rolling their eyes. (laughs) And like, mom, why do you have these stupid teeth hanging from the rear view mirror? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I know that they, um, can see the change and I know that they appreciate the change and they appreciate the positive attitude because they've seen, you know, you know, one of the things that woke me up is my daughter sending me a a letter and just saying, it's really hard to see you sad all the time when I was in the midst of all of it. And, um, you know, for a teenage daughter to say that to you, you know, like you, you know, you know that something's got to change, you know? And so, and I knew that changing the outside wasn't what didn't work, you know? I mean, it made me feel really good to lose all that weight. Don't get me wrong. Like it is great to lose weight, um, and feel healthy. Um, and that's the way that life is. Like, I feel like for me, like I, I want my body to be healthy and I always will. Like, that's really important to me. But I knew that changing my outside did not necessarily make me a happy person or change me in any way. And so I knew there was something more. Um, and, you know, and then when I met you, you kind of, you're so good at this. You're so good at pointing people in a direction, but, but just a nudge. And then you let the people like myself, like, you know, follow through and find more and more and more. And before I knew it, I had found, you know, Sid Banks and, um, and just, you know, I just had, you know, and then Wayne Dyer and, you know, just, I found all of these inspirational people through you, through what I learned from you. And it's just gotten better. It's just every day, every year is just gets better. And, uh, one of the things that I, there's a Sid Banks um, talk from like, I don't even know one of his very early ones, because you can hardly hear him talk. But one of the things that really resonated with me is he mentioned that um, he goes, the thing is, is that people don't believe this because it's so simple. He goes, simplicity. It's a terrible word, but it's, it's, it is the truth. And, um, and also he just, you know, said how he points, um, how heaven is here on earth. And, and I, and, and that was so true for me. I felt like that was so true in my heart. And it felt like home to me because <clears throat> I think, you know, I've searched and searched outside of me for so long to try to find who I was. 
And, uh, you know, once I found who I was, it was inside, not anything outside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I love how you talk about that and, um, you know, and seeing like all yourself and your daughters and your daughter's friends and just kind of what teenagers these days are going through and stuff like you, I don't know, you can say, I've heard you talk about it several times, but that, that we do live in heaven on earth and we are perfect. And I know that's something that's just been so come to life in a really real way for you, that every one of us is still that perfect little baby that we were born into. We just kind of roll through life collecting stuff that kind of, that covers it up, you know? So can you say a little bit about how that looks to you? Yeah, that is the biggest thing for me. I, I truly believe that we're born these beautiful souls. And then, uh, our, gosh, our parents, our friends, our family, nobody means to do this, but they, they, they cover us up with like who they think we should be or who they learned they should be. And then they want us to be that. Or, they, or you know, our um, friends, you know, our social media, you know, tells us how we need to be and what we need to be to do to be who we want to be. And so before we know it, we believe it. And then we lose who we who we were born to be, these beautiful souls. And so we're just covered up with all everyone else's thoughts of who we think we should be and our own thoughts of who we think we should be. And to, to you know, for me, it took depression, you know, thinking I had a binge eating disorder. It took that for me to wake up. It was an alarm clock for me. It was like a holy heavens, what, what are you going to do now? And, and, and man, I'm so grateful for that alarm clock that, that, you know, I have an eating disorder thought or that, um, you know, that I need to be somebody different thought. I'm so grateful for that because it woke me up to who I am today. And without all of that, I would never have found who I am, you know, at the heart of it. And, and, or maybe I should say, remember, not so much found, remember, because I was born this beautiful soul. I just forgot, <laughs> Yeah, you know, and, and I was just, I was overwhelmed with thoughts, my thoughts and everyone else's thoughts. And so I think that's one of the biggest things. I'm so grateful that I learned all of this because now I'm able to give my kids a little more grace and my teenage daughters a little more grace to find their own selves and try to not shine, you know, who I am or who I think they should be on them. I, I want them to, to follow their own thoughts, you know, and, yeah. and dream big and, and know that they're a beautiful soul too. And, you know, and then a thought of mine comes up and says, well, I start feeling guilty for, you know, how I didn't feel that way. And I might've tried to shine differently on them and stuff. And then I remember that that's just a thought. Yeah. So, <laughs> but it is, you know, as a parent, you know, not just, you know, it, it's so helpful with work and it's so helpful to, as a human being, but as a parent, this knowing this truth is so helpful to see so that you can just not judge how you were in the past, but just see that you can let your kids, you know, become who they want to be and who they, re or let them remember who they were born to be, you yeah. know? I love that. And that, that they're going through the same cycles that we went through. We, co we couldn't have possibly like live in this earth and never put any of that stuff on them. And again, even like you said, even if they're not getting it from us so much, they're getting it from the rest of the world. But it's okay because it's like, uh, that's one thing I've seen too, is like we don't have to prevent that or protect them from it. They're so resilient that as that stuff starts to build up, 
they'll get their own warning signs. They'll have their own moments that won't be comfortable, but they might be their own breakthrough moments that they need in that perfect way. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is just letting them find their way. And for the longest time, I wanted to help them along so they didn't have to feel the pain of this life and this world. And, you know, like, then I look back and I had a lot of pain from my world. And I had a beautiful upbringing, you know, my parents were wonderful. And, um, but we all just have our own dramas of life that, you know, thought creates. And, um, I just think it's really great to just see that. And that's where the freedom comes is just to see that it all is just thought. And, you know, you're one step away from freedom. Yeah. I, and I, I just want people listening also to hear, you know, just how, uh, I know we were saying before we started talking, you're, you're used to your coach also, and you're informally coaching people all over the place all the time, and which I love about you, like on Facebook and again, just to your kids when they let you and your coworkers and not in a like shoving anything down anyone's throat sort of way, but just sharing yourself just like you're doing here. Um, and so anyway, you were saying you, you, it's easier for you in writing. That's kind of more what you're used to in a lot of ways, but just listening to how Stacy just shares her own experience, like you can hear, I'm just going to talk about you like you're not here for a second, Stacey. <laughs> like you can, you can hear she's, she's not trying to like, you know, uh, mimic Sid Banks or mimic me or, or say it in any special way. Like she's just saying it in her way, the way that it, it's shown up for her and how she's seen. And that it's so simple. Back to the simplicity thing that's touched you. So it just, it's so simple that I see so many people struggle with it well, is that enough? And am I sharing it right? And all of that. And I just want to point out, I just think that she's an amazing illustration of how simple it can be when you just, you just talk about this and share what you've seen in any old way that it shows up for you. It absolutely makes such a difference for people. So, so thank you for doing that. Thank you for sharing this, however, here on this podcast and all the ways that you do it informally and formally out in the world. It's so helpful. Well, thank you for the slight nudge that you give to share this. I mean, I think that's why we're on this earth is just to, once we know something really good, that really is, um, you know, true happiness. I think we all need to share it. That's what this world needs right now. And it's, it's life is fun and it's supposed to be fun. And I thought it at one point it wasn't supposed to be fun and everything was supposed to be hard. And so this this simple trick of <laughs> noticing your thoughts is is life changing, and I just I want everyone to I just want everyone to be feel life changed from this. So I am so grateful for you. Like you just yeah, there's just you're a gem for sure, and you're a light, and I'm blessed to be able to share the light today too. So thank you for that. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much. I, I love this episode. Love this conversation. Thank you so much for being here, Stacy. If you want to change story like that that you just heard from Stacy, join us in the Little School of Big Change. The school opens for its spring course on March 1st in just three short weeks. 98% of people who go through the six-week course are happy with their choice. And 95% say that what they saw in the school put them on the path to lasting change. Just go to the littleschoolofbigchange.com to save your seat. And you'll also save $47 if you enroll before March 1st. I'd love to see how things change for you.